Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 98, Independent Children Are Happy Children. So before I begin, I want to direct you to a download, a free download, findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash home. If you haven't downloaded that yet, go there and download um, the PDF and in it you will find an age-appropriate chore chart. And I'll be discussing that later in this uh, episode, but I wanted to make sure that I directed you to that download so you could use that chore chart to find out what is really age-appropriate for your kids. All right, what does independent mean? Well, independent means not requiring or relying on others for our care or our livelihood. It also means not looking to others for our opinions or for guidance in our conduct. When children are independent, they don't depend on anyone else for their happiness. They are content with who they are. They know their strengths and weaknesses, and they have courage just to be themselves. And our primary job as parents is to give our children the tools to become independent adults. Did you know that? It's kind of hard to think about that when you're cradling a little child in your arms. But that is our primary job. What are your thoughts about that? Do you think, oh, I need to do it for them? Or they can't do it on their own, whatever it is. They don't know how to do it. They need me. Being a good mom means I do things for them. They can't do it. They're not old enough. Are those the thoughts that come to mind when I tell you that your job is to create independent adults? While it is true that sometimes they're not old enough to take on certain responsibilities, or they don't know how to do something to take on the independent action, we as moms usually err on the side of keeping our children dependent on us, rather than giving them the tools to learn skills that will create independence. So when you think about your job as teaching them to become independent, what are the emotions that come up with that? Don't forget, our actions will always come from what we think and feel. So if you want to hold on to your children and keep them dependent on you because you think that's what a mother does or because you don't want to let go of those good, snuggly baby vibes, you are, in fact, creating dependent, immature children and adults And you'll wonder why your teenagers act entitled or make irresponsible decisions. You have taught them to do that. You haven't gently, over time, taught them to think and act for themselves. Of course, we're teaching them to think and act for themselves as their maturity develops. I'm not being absurd in saying a one-year-old should know how to take care of themselves independently. 
But a one-year-old can learn independent actions. So much of my coaching is to give moms the tools they need to give to their children to grow into happy, well-adjusted, responsible adults. Whatever is going on in our own head as mom, the children will quickly adopt as their own thoughts and feelings. If you think your child can't do it on their own, your child will quickly learn they can't do it on their own. You don't even need to say anything. They pick up what you think and make it their own belief about themselves. And this is why I'm so convinced that coaching helps mothers be good and great mothers. It teaches us how important, and I mean really critical, it is to identify and be aware of our own thoughts about our children, our husband, and how we keep our home. Because what we think will be our result. When I was teaching in schools, I would sometimes find parents who, quote, helped their children with their homework. They didn't actually help. They did their children's homework. And you know what would happen when I questioned the student? They would tell me the truth. And when I asked why their parent did their homework, very often they would say, because I can't. I'm not smart enough. It broke my heart because those kids were smart enough. Maybe it wasn't easy or they had to work a little harder to do the work. But before they reach adolescence, their belief system is set in place. I'm not smart enough. Because their parents came in, swooped in, did the work for them. Assuming those children live to be 80 years old, 10 years or so of their life decides the other 70 years. Think about that for a second. The story they are sold about themselves in this small amount of time in their life is the story they believe for the rest of their life. It's the story that stops them from being brave and trying new things. They believe the incorrect beliefs that prevent them from aspiring to great and noble accomplishments. The story of I can't is in their brain, always telling them they can't. They can't trust themselves, they can't trust others, and they aren't good enough. Just to be clear, I'm not talking about freedom. Freedom is about eliminating restrictions. And with freedom always comes a balance of responsibility. That's a whole separate topic. I'm talking about nurturing independence so that our children can be entrusted with freedom because the virtues they develop in practicing independent behavior allows them to develop a sense of responsibility. And responsibility means being able to answer for one's conduct and obligations. It's having the ability to choose for oneself between right and wrong. Giving our children the tools to become independent sets them up to become responsible. And I'm also not talking about a false independence or letting your children make all the decisions of their life without the clear guardrails of developmental abilities. For instance, letting them eat whatever they want whenever they want. Telling us they don't want to take baths, and so we don't make them take baths. Letting them keep their room like a pigsty, rather than teaching them the habits of keeping a room neat and tidy. Don't mistake lapse parenting or permissive parenting for authentic teaching of the skills of independence. 
When you allow your children to have a tantrum and get their way, you're not teaching independence. You're teaching them that acting like a spoiled brat gets their way. Independence is taught. It's not indulged. It's helping your children with life skills and demonstrating logical thinking so that they can take care of themselves. All right, here are places where we can teach independence. The first is self-care. First, we need to teach them how to brush their teeth or dress themselves. And then we gradually let them take responsibility for doing it. It's important to first teach them and then gradually reduce our interaction so they can have success as they do it. And you'll need to create success. So if you have a bathroom that the sink is too high for the little ones, most of them are, get a little step stool, put the step stool in there so that they can step up and start to turn the water on a little bit and brush their own teeth. And if you find they leave a mess, then we go back and we show them the mess and we teach them how to you know, rinse all that spit down the sink, how to make sure we don't have water all over the place, and we only squeeze out just a bit of toothpaste. We teach them independence in the way they keep their rooms. We teach them that as soon as they get out of bed, they turn around, they put the covers back over, smooth the covers, make sure it's all ready to go for the day. Or before they go to bed, we teach them how to pick it up so that they can learn to become responsible with picking up their rooms, so that in the morning they wake up to a clean room. We can teach them independence by assigning daily, weekly chores. Again, this is where you'll find that uh, chore chart in findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash home. And that will have age-appropriate chore charts that your children should be able to do. We teach them to become independent by letting them play alone creating their own play. This is really important. Somehow in our society, we came to this notion of, I have to entertain them. No, you don't have to entertain them. If you were a fan of Little House on the Prairie, nobody entertained Laura. She was figuring out her own way of playing. It's no different now. We give them some toys or we give them the tools, but they learn to play on their own. We can also teach them independence in making their own breakfast or lunch. Depends on how you do it. Some people like to have breakfast together and the mom makes the breakfast. In my family, I taught the children how to pour their cereal and have their cereal. Or have toast in the morning. Or have a banana or something where they can learn to make it themselves. Encourage them to introduce themselves to others, to say hello to other children. To give them questions to ask to get to know other kids. Encourage them to be independent in their schoolwork. Have clear criteria about how much you help and don't help too much. Your teacher doesn't want you to help too much. They want to see what your children can do on their own. And musical instruments. Okay, we were a big fan of our children learning musical instruments. Music was always a part of my life. I was a music minor in college, but... There's a lot of research about the connection between learning a musical instrument and developing your math skills. Music helps them teach discipline and counting and rhythm, and probably that's a whole other podcast episode. But when we have our children learn a skill, like a musical instrument, we teach them to be independent by setting up a schedule that they practice on their own, 
And yes, sometimes we have to remind them, but they're independent. They're learning something on their own and they're very proud of that. Have you ever been to a recital and watch the children beam after they perform? It's beautiful because they independently learned. Yes, a teacher taught them, but they practiced on their own and they learned that new skill. So we teach our children to become independent by first giving them clear routines or schedules and expectations. We don't give them a closet full of clothes at three years old and say, pick out what you want to wear. We help them get dressed, and at about two or three, we begin to teach them how to dress themselves. And we provide them with clothes and shoes that are easy for them to succeed in dressing themselves. Seriously, what's up with these clothing manufacturers who are all about cute, but not about practical? Buy practical clothes for your young children so they can dress themselves without any help from you and give them limited choices. You can wear this or this. Which do you choose? At two and three and four and sometimes even five, they're not mature enough yet to choose from a huge variety of choices. It really helps if your bottoms and your tops all coordinate so that they can go in and just pick a bottom and pick a top. As they grow, they can begin to choose their own because you've taught clear criteria on how to choose. All right, what would my podcast episode be without a word on video games? (laughs) I know I talk about this a lot, but it's so important. Video games, phones, children surfing social media create babies that need babysitting. The tech is the babysitter, and you're taking away valuable time in the day of your child to learn the skills of independence, of independently reading a book on their own, or drawing a picture, or writing a story, or just playing baseball out in the backyard. I implore you, moms, get a hold of the tech and the video games in your family. As mothers, our primary job is to teach our children. Teaching never involves shame, embarrassment, or anger. If you think about the best teacher you ever had, I had two. I had Miss Heil in third grade and Mr. Her in fifth grade. But if you think about that teacher, I would guess they were someone who had clearly communicated criteria for you, who did not indulge your selfishness or immature behavior, and who encouraged and praised you. That's the kind of teacher, the kind of mom you should aspire to become. Will you always be perfect? No, you won't. But when you make becoming that kind of teacher, that kind of mom, one who instructs, encourages, and praises, while also holding your children accountable for their actions, if you make that your goal, that's who you'll become. When we teach our children to become independent, we teach them the virtues of industriousness, orderliness, responsibility, moderation, justice, perseverance, sociability, and humility. Have I convinced you yet? When we teach our children to become independent, we're teaching them so much more than just the skills of taking care of themselves. We're nurturing their self-esteem. 
because children who can do for themselves believe and trust themselves, and they will develop confidence in who they are and satisfaction with their true self and their own self-worth. That's what we want for our children. We create happy, confident, brave, calm children who are problem solvers, not children who sit and say, I can't. We create children who will become adults who aren't anxious or afraid to take chances because they took chances at a young age. Maybe they didn't succeed all the time, but we were there to say, great job, try again, try again. And when they try again and succeed, they will continue to try again in everything. Independent children are happy children. Again, find that download at findingjoyinmotherhood.com forward slash home and start giving your children the opportunity to become independent and happier. Take care. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.